Welcome, friends. I'm Sarah Ann Stewart, and this is the Awesome Inside Out Podcast. Now, I'm not sure how you ended up here today, but I want to welcome you with open arms. Because while our paths may be different, I'm going to take a wild guess that we share one common desire to have a deeply fulfilling, extraordinary life in a body that we love. A life free of diets, free from guilt, and free from shame. In each episode, we're going to dive deep into mindset shifts that give you the power to decide how you feel, not the media, not your past, and not social conditioning. Then you'll discover how to use this inspiration and this new sense of confidence to be the best you, the you that you are meant to be. So get ready, my friend. It is time to get awesome inside out. Hey there, I'm your host, Sarah Ann, and welcome to the very first episode of the Awesome Inside Out podcast. In a way, this podcast began over a decade ago when I woke up in a hospital bed feeling frightened and afraid that my eating disorder would take my life. I remember the doctors telling me I had to make a change, and I knew they were right. And at that moment, I decided enough was enough. And if you're listening to this, then you know that you don't have to have been in the modeling world or have had woken up in a hospital bed to be made to feel unworthy. No one is immune to the brutality of our culture standards for women. And our tendency to shame ourselves does not discriminate by profession, education, or economic status. We live in a world where around almost every corner of every magazine page on every television station, at the end of every mouse click, someone is trying to convince us that we're not good enough. And over the next few episodes, I'm going to be sharing my story and how I ended up behind this mic. But most importantly, I want to share with you about why I'm so committed to helping you. Because although we probably have very different paths on how we got here, I trust that we share one common desire, to have a deeply fulfilling, extraordinary life and have it on our own terms in a body that we love. I've designed this podcast to help you and women all over the world live a diet-free life, fall in love with their bodies, and navigate the intersection of living a healthy life while still having so much fun. And most importantly, cultivating a life mindfully that is rooted in self-love. While we do live in a world where there are many things that can make us feel down, your world can change. And through this podcast, we're going to create a space where we can empower one another, not by being right or wrong, but through opening up the conversation about these topics, a space where women can be vulnerable because I've learned that as soon as we share and allow ourselves to be expressed, that is when we no longer live in shame about these topics. It is my mission and the mission of this podcast to shed light on one major belief that I have found impacts our health and our well-being more than anything else. It is this one belief that I'm about to share with you. This is the belief behind my entire coaching practice, which is while the anxiety, fear, and self-loathing is not your fault, the solution to these problems does lay inside of you. And I get that it is a hard responsibility to take on. I know the story well, as I felt the same anxiety over a span of 12 different dress sizes. And as the number on the scale shifted, it didn't often change my level of happiness, self-love, or peace until I worked on the mindset. 
As Maxwell Maltz, a famous cosmetic surgeon, now self-help author, reported only a small percentage of surgery patients gained the self-esteem that they thought they would after undergoing a cosmetic procedure. And I have witnessed this over and over again with my clients. Most of the women who come to me for health coaching are deeply unsatisfied with their body image and assume that weight loss is the way to self-love. But after working together, they discover that a shift in mindset and cultivating self-love actually leads to a healthy weight that is sustainable. We are all impacted by the way modern culture portrays female beauty and the methods that it promotes to achieve beauty. At the end of the day, all of the beliefs about food, our body, our lifestyle, who we surround ourselves with, our health, all begins and ends with our minds. Maybe you know this already. Maybe this is a new concept for you. But what I have found is that the moment we take responsibility for how we interpret the world and when we shift the story that has been projected onto us, we upgrade our mindset and everything begins to change. That is the first step, and that is what we will pursue on this podcast, empowering you to discover a new relationship with yourself so that you can heal from the inside out. If you've ever felt inadequate living inside your body, you are going to discover what I found to be the most effective ways to get your power back. From now on, from this day forward, through this movement, you get to decide how you feel, not the media, not a magazine, not your partner you get to decide. And this is what we'll dive into in this cast and future casts. Mindset shifts must come first. And once they do, this is my favorite part. And this is why I do this work. You can arrive at your healthiest body weight, embodying happiness, joy, and worthiness all on your own. No diets required. So before I get into my story, I want to give you a quick trigger warning that this episode and many future episodes may discuss eating disorders as well as weight loss support. My guests and I are speaking solely from our own experience. And although I'm certified as a health coach, I am not a licensed medical practitioner. So if you are struggling, I encourage you to seek the guidance of a licensed therapist. And I'm sending you so, so much love on your brave, brave journey. Before we dive into my story, I want to share some statistics with you. That even were a shock to me. 45 million Americans go on a diet every year. That's nearly 15% of the population. So one out of six people are actively on a diet. So maybe that's not alarming to you, but consider that in the last two decades, the age in which girls start dieting is getting younger and younger. This is where it breaks my heart. Common Sense Media, a nonprofit organization, found that more than half of girls and a third of boys as young as six to eight years old now believe that their ideal body is thinner than their current body size. By the age of seven, one in four children have engaged in some kind of dieting behavior. And one study found that 91% of women on college campuses were dieting and attempting to prevent weight gain and lose weight. Just sit with that for a second. Inadequacy is being ingrained in us at a very young age and affecting more and more of us. And I am aware of what we're currently doing culturally and our current beliefs on body image and self-love and self-esteem and self-confidence is not working. And how we are addressing this issue is not working. 
So regardless of what your story is, I have compassion and understanding for not being good enough or feeling worthy as this has been my story for most of my life. Even though I was raised by parents who instilled the values of healthy eating, when I signed a modeling contract at the age of 15, I started dieting. I instantly began to struggle with body image issues that led to a decade of eating disorders. I was insecure as a model from day one. My entire life before then, I had identified as a tomboy. I had never wore makeup, talking about boobs made me squirm, and the very idea of sex was mortifying to me. And yet I had to sell to the world of what it looked like to be a beautiful woman. So here I was trying to sell beauty when I didn't find the girl in the mirror beautiful, trying to sell sex when I was still a virgin, and selling the idea of thinness to women who had no idea the lengths that I was going to in order to stay that way. I instantly became part of the problem. I was now part of the media, selling false perceptions to other girls and perpetuating the cycle. I have no doubt that there are women who looked at my perfectly photoshopped pictures and felt inadequate, and I would give anything for them to have seen my truth which was a life of constantly being told that without makeup, diets, or even surgery, that I was not beautiful enough, skinny enough, not interesting enough, not memorable enough. But because my livelihood then depended on the shape of my body, the obsession with food and my weight took over my entire life. And after years of extreme dieting, I hit rock bottom and was told by the ER staff You're going to lose your life to this eating disorder unless you make a change now. And I knew the doctors were right. And I knew then and there I was done, but I never approached my body in a way that was about making myself feel good and being healthy as opposed to trying to look a certain way. I had no idea where to begin. That wasn't a diet. So I thought the solution would be to get as far away from my old life as possible. I went backpacking in Australia and figured that in doing so, that I was getting out and I was going to change my life. After a few months, physically, I looked better. No one was asking me questions about my weight or appearance anymore. And because I had gained weight, the assumption was that I had healed. I had been through the typical life journey you might read about. Woman struggles, woman hits rock bottom, woman triumphs, the end except that every hour of every day, I felt like I was breaking down. I looked healthy, but on the inside, I felt lost. I invested a ton of time and resources learning everything I possibly could about how to heal through food. I learned from some of the world's top experts in their fields, from integrative nutrition to functional medicine. Over time, I realized that despite the fact that my body recovered, and despite the fact of having all this nutritional information, I was still plagued with anxiety about my weight and suffering from a lack of self-confidence. I was still plagued by thoughts like, I can't skip this yoga class, or the weight will pile back on, or I can't touch any carbs today. I quickly learned that years of disempowering thoughts and beliefs about my body didn't just go away by drinking more green juice or eating more superfoods. I had been avoiding my inner thoughts all along, and now it was time to face what was tougher than the media or even the fashion industry, 
the stories inside my own mind. I realized that the mind doesn't just go with you everywhere you go, from country to country. It goes from diet to diet and size to size. Even when I traveled across the world, I noticed that the same thoughts, feelings, habits, and unhealthy behavior surfaced. And as I mentioned before, when I was a size zero or size 12, I still had the same feelings about my body. The real work I needed to do had nothing to do with dieting. It was layers and layers deep, and it was time that I started digging. I realized that if I wanted to set myself free, I would need to find a way to live that was not about calorie counting or workout routines that were rooted in shame, but I didn't know what to do or how to get started. Luckily, divine intervention stepped in. While back in New York City, I passed by a wellness convention and thought, why not? What's one more thing? So I registered and was immediately drawn to a young Indian man, Shandresh, the kindest and gentlest teacher. You're going to hear me talk a lot about him over and over, and I'm sure I'll have him as a guest on the show. He was there and he listened to my story. And when he was done, he took one look at me and said, are you willing to hear the truth? Uh, I guess so was my response. And what he said completely changed my life. You must unlearn the way that you were taught to suffer. It was the first time anyone had suggested an internal solution. And once I started this process of working with him and focusing on lasting change, it didn't take long to find my way back to something my father had always made available to me as a child mindfulness and meditation. I was raised by parents who were immersed in alternative medicine and health practices. If it was woo-woo, my parents were into it. As a young child and all through my adolescence, I was introduced to meditation, yoga, energy work, breath work, organic clean eating and movement. But as a teenager, when I looked around, no one else spoke passionately about kale and chakras. And I ran in the opposite direction. And it wasn't until I was confronting my own healing that I realized that my parents may have been onto something. I proceeded to throw anything and everything at the wall to see what stuck. Affirmations, visualization, blessing of my food, you name it. I committed to a set of daily mindfulness rituals. Some of them worked, some of them didn't, but slowly I began to rewrite the story in my mind. I reprogrammed the old patterns so my body and my mind not only would get healthy, they'd stay healthy. I committed myself wholeheartedly without judgment or skepticism to these practices. Yes, I would slip up. I'm human. It's going to happen. But this time I knew how to keep going forward because I had shifted to an entirely new way of loving food and my body. This was all about empowering myself and changing the way I behaved. I no longer needed a method, technique, or someone else to save me. As I started to witness my own life change, I knew I needed to design a coaching framework using the mindfulness practices that I had discovered. One of the first coaching clients I began helping with this new approach was a bikini model who had been down a largely similar road. Whatever you did, she said, I want to do it too. I'm down. I'm committed. I taught her the same protocol that I had been using on myself. Within six months, her twice daily binging and long stretches of excessive exercising were gone. 
She told her story to other women and they went on to become clients of mine as well and have their own success stories. Over the next several years, I worked with hundreds of women redefining a protocol that allowed them to create profound shifts with their body and their relationship with food. Yes, many of them transformed their physical bodies as a result, but each and every time it happened as a result and a byproduct of creating a lifestyle based around self-love. Hey there, are you loving this podcast? Well, a simple way to support is to head over to sarahannstewart.com and join the newsletter. Doing this ensures that you are never gonna miss out on any details of new projects, products, upcoming events, or behind the scenes stuff that I only share with my inner circle. Also by joining, you're gonna get access to the movement, which means you are part of a free community of individuals standing in their power to live a diet-free life in a body that they love. So head on over to sarahannstewart.com and subscribe, and I'll see you on the inside. For me, this is the true beauty of doing the inner work that you are about to dive into. The results you see in the mirror as you come into your healthiest weight will be nothing compared to the joy that you feel as you free yourself from self-judgment. I've spent years redefining the protocols that we're going to talk about on this podcast. And I trust that these principles and these practices can work for women all over the world because I've seen them work for my clients. Everything that I dove into was different than anything that I had been taught before, yet it resonated with me and actually worked just as I hope that it resonates with you now. And here's what I've learned from years of doing this work. If you're constantly battling your body as the enemy, if you've been on multiple diets that haven't worked, if what you see on social media gives you anxiety, or if you found yourself looking at celebrities and wondering, how did they do it? You're not alone, but it's time to change because these ways of doing things have taught us to suffer wherever you are emotionally today. No matter what your story is or what story you're holding onto about food in your body, I have found the only path through is to face your beliefs and fears. There is a whole new world waiting for you on the other side of that, a world that is free of diets, frustrations, and feeling bad about yourself. And again, that is what I intend this podcast to be, tools and support and a community to help you access this new world. Because I know you are capable of being a woman who paves her own way, who stays true to her intuition, who feels empowered by her truth and loves every inch of her body. You can do this. We can do this. As I searched for answers inside myself that were deeper than a recipe, I shifted my internal way of being to an entirely new way of loving food and my body. And to do this, I'm going to walk you through a couple quick concepts that are really important to take forward with you. First and foremost, permanent change does not have to be hell. What became apparent when I initially started my healing journey was that your mind goes with you everywhere you go. And years of low self-esteem doesn't just go away by drinking vegan protein shakes or buying some new workout clothes. What I have found is that we can't outrun our minds and that the programming is usually layers deep. 
And right when I started coaching clients, I noticed a trend. The woman I met already knew how to eat healthy. Maybe 10% of each coaching call would be about the benefits of eating clean. The other 90%, these women were searching for the same kind of guidance I needed. Because most of us know what choices will improve our well-being. We know that kale has a higher nutritional value than pizza and fries. And what I realize with my clients and culturally is that most women don't really need help knowing what to eat or to add veggies to their dinner plate. What they desperately need was to discover how they viewed and treated their bodies and that this work begins in the mind, not another diet or nutrition protocol. And they needed to understand how the mind, body, and spirit are connected, not separate, and how that impacts their health. So no matter what your background is, no matter what you've tried in the past that hasn't worked, and if you're feeling extremely frustrated right now and on the verge of giving up, focus on this one belief. When your mind changes, your body changes, and your entire life changes, and that it doesn't have to be hard anymore. It may feel uncomfortable to make these small shifts, but through mindfulness and becoming consciously aware of how you're choosing to live, you gain your power back. By simply identifying the beliefs that are keeping you from being healthy and loving your body in any given moment, you get to shift into a new truth. And it is just as my coach said, you get to unlearn the way that you were taught to suffer. The second principle I learned was that a very few tiny shifts can change your life. Most programs want you to create behavioral changes by driving home feelings of shame or guilt. But what I've discovered is health is sustainable and happens when we focus on small positive shifts. And the goal should never be to feel bad about either wanting to change your body or wanting to keep it exactly as it is. The only goal is to shift the way that you evaluate, relate to, and ultimately respect your body. So you discover your own unique inner compass. And the powerful part is shifting is so much simpler than it sounds. It doesn't require you to live in a monastery or do hours of chanting or years of trauma work. These things can be meaningful for sure. And I'm not saying not to do this work if you feel called to, but you can have incremental changes in perception and understanding now in this moment. And the first step begins with trusting the process and trusting yourself and then making the small changes in that direction. Because breaking down your current beliefs can happen in a moment and the smallest shifts add up. And over time, you can feel radically different. And the third principle is You cannot fail by working on your mindset. Diets and most protocols lead to feelings of failure because most often we don't achieve the desired results from these protocols and they aren't sustainable. That is why mindset work is so powerful. If you are willing to focus your time and your attention on positive steps that lead you to reframe your thinking, you're going to find that success as you define it naturally follows because the only person you're in comparison with is the person you were yesterday. I'm still learning and growing myself and I still have days when I need support and I have to reach into my toolkit, but I trust that each and every day I am learning 
and can only become a better version of myself when I work on my mindset and increase my awareness. Again, all you have to do is be open. The goal here is to be open to the deepest form of love for your body and your well-being. And it's important to be open to this new way of being. When you commit, you're going to find that your emotional state and your thoughts start to change. And as a result, your choices will change in how you relate to your body. Just focus on one new little mindset at a time. Yes, I'm going to throw tons of information at you through all these episodes, but I encourage you to start with one mindset shift and then build on it. Inner work like this can't be crammed. Just do your best to show up every day and eventually you're going to be able to take more on and dig deeper and also trust that you're the expert. This podcast is intended to be a source of inspiration, but again, you're the expert when it comes to your health, your body, and your life. I'm going to share, and I'm going to invite a lot of different people to share different concepts and approaches to the mind-body connection throughout this podcast. And I'm going to encourage you to take what resonates and leave what doesn't. Lastly, I recommend having a journal as you listen to each episode from the series. On a fresh page in your journal, free flow, draw, sketch, doodle, any and all thoughts that you have about the content being discussed. For example, if I'm talking with a guest about the power of intuitive eating, take note on what comes up for you. What feels exciting as you listen? Also journal any resistance to what is being presented. Describe how you feel about embracing these new ideas presented to you. Ask yourself, am I resisting this new way of thinking? And if so, what am I afraid of? What am I afraid will happen if I let go of this belief or this behavior pattern? As you explore any resistance, list your stories or your fears attached to the reasons why you may be holding on to this belief that no longer serves you. Once you've identified which thoughts are getting in the way of your healing, describe how you feel in your body. What has shifted? What is possible for you to continue to embrace this new mindset? What is one thing you can do this week to embody the new mindset in your daily life? As you go through this process, give yourself full permission to laugh, cry, breathe, take a break, get some water, come back and continue. This is all for you, so make it your own. I encourage you to try this with today's episode. I'm sure that something I said has really called to you, and maybe something I've said has made you question your current stories. These are all important insights. Don't try to minimize or dismiss these reactions. Explore all of them honestly in your journal. And the fact that you're listening right now tells me that you are ready for something new. And I am so excited for you to tap a new level of awareness and trust in your own intuition. If you decide to journal or not, whatever feels in alignment, take a quick moment and think about what is holding you back, like really holding you back and how it relates to your body, mind, health, and well-being. Because often we neglect to realize, as I know I did this for many years of my life, that our health and our well-being is directly linked to every single area of our life, our relationships, our career, our community, our friends. So take a quick moment now and think about what is holding you back. Maybe you want to feel good in your skin, And you desire to look in the mirror and be proud of who you see. 
Maybe you have been on countless diets and you're tired and ready for sustainable change. Maybe you're walking through life feeling that you're not good enough. You're not good enough for that promotion or for that partnership. And you're ready to make a shift in that feeling. Maybe you're being impacted by social media, constantly comparing yourself to other individuals and you're ready to drop those beliefs. Maybe you're not comfortable with your body because your mom criticized you or your best friend said your hair looked bad or your first boyfriend convinced you that your hips were too big. And now you're ready to let that story go and take on the world and have a desire to drop the judgment or the needing to be validated by anyone. Or maybe obsessing about your body is not your thing. Maybe you carry around a general feeling of just not being good enough and you're ready to forgive that part of yourself. Maybe you want to uplevel your health and you're ready to stand empowered to create lifestyle changes now. I hear you and I honor wherever you are and whatever reason you're here, you're in the right place. And it's time to no longer fix or hide yourself. So now after you recognize what is holding you back, I ask you now to bring attention to what remains when you let it go. What remains when you let go of the emotional eating, the binge eating, the pain with food, the pain with your body? What remains when you remove the walls? What remains when the roller coaster of emotions are gone? When the sabotage is gone, when the low self-esteem is gone, when the lack of self-love is gone? What remains when you take away the morning concerns over the scale? When you take away the measuring tapes, the calorie apps, when you take away the anxiety over menus, when you take away the hate for the gym, and when you take away the one-piece swimsuit and swap it for the two-piece? What remains when you detach yourself from the expectations and you give yourself space to stop and honor yourself? When all the energy of trying to change yourself is conserved, when the time is given back, when the anxiousness is dissolved, and I ask you again, what remains? Peace, clarity, patience, joy, happiness, love, a world where it is okay if you forget to take your supplements, where skipping a workout doesn't leave you spiraling, where breadcrumbs on your salad doesn't spark guilt, and birthday cake is there for you to enjoy. What if we all stopped the scrutiny of ourselves and we allowed ourselves to just be in the experience of life, releasing any judgment towards our decisions? What would remain then? My only answer to that is self-love. And my wish for you is that this journey is not just about seeking more love, but letting go of everything holding you back so that you can discover the love that is already there underneath it all. And as we come to a close, I want to tell you that I'm honored to have spent this time with you. And again, I want to welcome you with open arms because again, this entire podcast started for you because I am dedicated to sharing the keys to transforming your relationship with your body into one that is driven by self-love and your alignment with your best self. And I know how scary this process can be. 
I know how scary it can be to begin healing alone. I felt it when I began my journey, but the antidote to it is community. Numerous studies have shown the impact that community can have on our ability to create lasting positive change by illuminating patterns and amplifying shifts. I strongly encourage you to share your journey with a girlfriend, partner, or family member, and to access an even greater network of other individuals going through this same journey. I created the Awesome Inside Out Facebook community to do just that. You can join on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash Sarah Ann Stewart. And we're also going to link that in the show notes below. It's a private group and a beautiful community that you can turn to for support, share your wins, and also connect with me. Again, I'm so happy that you're here and I'm honored to share this space with you. If you found this insightful or valuable, or you love this message, I would love your support head over to iTunes, click subscribe, and leave a review. I'd love to hear your questions, your aha moments, and where you are on your journey. So please DM me or grab a screenshot of this episode and tag me in it at Sarah Ann Stewart on Instagram. Remember, we are all in this together. As you step into these new beliefs, you are stepping into a healthier, more energetic body You're saying yes to the wisdom of your body that leads to more self-confidence, less anxiety, less stress, and a greater feeling of inner peace. And wherever you are in the world, it is my absolute pleasure to be here with you. And until next week, I'm sending you so much love. All right, that concludes this cast. It is my honor to always be here with you, but hang tight because I have one last thought. You're here right now because you are ready. Because while many of us share the feelings of wanting more, not everyone is willing to do what it takes to get it. But you are here. You are ready. So this is your opportunity now to take what you just learned and implement it today. Make a pact with yourself to put just one thing into action. Just one. Write it down, do it, and share it with me. We are all in this together. Thank you for being here. You too can feel awesome from the inside out.